as I told you, I'm going to talk a little bit about heaven, preach a little bit about heaven, uh, because God has laid heaven on my heart for some reason over the past two weeks, and uh, to preach on it, and maybe you are getting ready to go to heaven or you're getting ready to die and you are on your way to hell <clears throat> because you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior so he wants me to tell you about heaven and tell you how to get there or maybe I'm close to heaven I don't know or maybe I have a family member who's close to heaven. I do not know. But I do know God has put it on my heart. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. You would agree we are standing on stormy banks storms everywhere, uh, literally and otherwise. And as Bible-believing Christians, we ought to be looking uh, towards heaven, that peaceful shore. I am bound for the promised land I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land by the grace of God, through faith in Jesus Christ. And the question is, who will come and go with me? The old black saints would not only... Uh, and if you recall, back in the day, and yes, we do know that some of our singers have had questionable lifestyles, but back in the day, back in the 60s and back in the 70s, and I'm talking about not all the way through, but at times, as we all do. Uh, people like Walter Hawkins. I might play a little Walter Hawkins tomorrow night. People like and Andre Crouch. The old style uh, Church of God in Christ. A whole lot of great gospel music came out of the Church of God in Christ. And what a name. Uh, I've always liked that name, the Church of God in Christ. Y'all came up with something when you did that. But back in the day, in the early days, I was lost back in those days. And I still love to hear Andre Crouch. He played and sung some biblical songs about heaven. And, and Walter Hawkins probably sung about heaven more than Andre Crouch did. Uh, I remember when Andre, when uh, Walter Hawkins died, uh, 
we ran his song on our news site, and he was, uh, and they they could flat get it. If you understand what I'm saying, they can go up a little higher. They could flat just get it done, man, back in those days. And and another song I remember, standing on my grandmother's porch, listening to a song by Walter Hawkins and them. Uh, It was an old hymn, dealing with, uh, and they sung it better than anybody. Let's see if I can remember it. Oh him, help me out, dang there. Oh him. Um, something about a special day, uh, new day, uh, something like that. Uh, oh, what a day, or something like that. Oh, oh, what is it? Oh, it's oh him. We used to sing. Oh, no, oh, happy day. There you go. All right. My old mind is still ticking and clicking. Oh, happy day. I, I, I mean, I was lost and on my way to hell. It was a cloudy day that, I don't know what day it was, Saturday, Sunday evening or something. And they were my... my Aunt Hattie and them were playing that song, Oh Happy Day, by Walter Hawkins and them. I believe it's by Walter Hawkins and them. And buddy, nobody sung it. That old hymn, nobody sung it. Something bad had happened in our family right before that. It made everything look dim. But that song lifted our spirits. Uh, Oh Happy Day. I didn't understand it, didn't know what it meant. Lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know that. But I remember those old hymns for some reason. You know why? Because they meant something. I was, I, I was not, it was not the beat, it was, it was the words and the beat together. Those old hymns, those old songs that Andre Crouch and Walter Hawkins and them used to sing, they had meaning and they they talked about heaven a lot, as many black folks had done down back through the days, all the way going back to slavery. When you in hell, you talk about heaven a whole lot. <laughs> Dr. John R. Rice said, there'll be no sorrow there. Of course, the Bible says that. There'll be no sorrow there in heaven. Above where all is love, there'll be no sorrow there. Don't you want to go to that land? Don't you want to go to that land? Don't you want to go to the land where I am bound? Why? Because there's no more, there's, there's no sorrow there. There's no curling up in a fetal position, worried and fretting hurt and crying and boo-hooing because there there are no more tears there. No tears there. No crying there. No weeping there. No sorrow there. 
was a song the saints used to sing. Its memory is sweet. The saints of God seemed to stand on Jordan's stormy banks and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where their possessions lie. And too many the last stanza of the old hymn written by Samuel Stennett many years ago seemed to express a sincere heart a sincere heart longing when the hymn writer said when shall I reach that happy place and be forever blessed when shall I see my father's face and in his bosom rest people sang many songs about heaven in the sweet by and by Yes, when we all get to heaven. O come angel band, the magnificent glory song sung around the world when the great evangelists and song leaders used to sing it in their meetings had their tremendous hold on people back in those days. We have so much that has a hold on people today. Some people can't even keep the word of God, much less the hymns in their hearts and minds. No doubt because of the happy hope they expressed for heaven. And I recall even when I first got saved, I was very interested in heaven, excited about going to heaven, looking forward to it. I bet that is how you were. Many people today, we are on some stormy banks, and yet there are some people today uh, who uh, uh, would rather stay here than go to heaven and be with the Lord. The human heart longs for an assurance of a blessed immortal place where those made righteous, the born again ones, the forgiven, the blessed are at home with God and with Jesus Christ. Now if you're saved and you're born again, you're going to feel at home once you get there. Some of, some of you, that's why some hymn writers and some singers have sung down through the years I feel homesick for heaven and I often wonder when I was a younger Christian how can you feel homesick for heaven you've never been there but now I know that I'm older I know what they're talking about and then Beulah Land was another song that I didn't understand why saints were singing so much song about heaven and buddy they could flat sing it man and really get into it like they've been there that's what that's what tripped me out they were saying like they've been to heaven you uh, you still here with me you haven't been to Beulah land to heaven 
But they had a homesickness for heaven. See, if once you're born again, once you believe in Jesus Christ and receive him into your heart, then you're going to feel like you're in heavenly places. And you're going to have a homesickness for heaven if you're truly born again. There's going to be something on the inside of you that's going to want to uh, go to heaven one day. The blessed are at home with God when sin, disappointment, human failure, marriage, which ought to be a little bit of heaven on earth. It's never going to be like the real thing, but it ought to be close. It ought to be a little bit like heaven, by the way. Human failure, heartache, pain, disease, and death are forever ended when we get on the other side. Now you talk about a reward. That is a great reward. It seems that in recent years there has been more confusion in people's minds about heaven and less understanding of the Bible doctrine. Concerning that glorious place. And one of the reasons for that, according to even Dr. Tony Evans, is preachers, pastors. They've lost their way. They refuse to preach. Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God. And that is so true and so sad. People don't go to church to hear about heaven anymore or to hear about hell. They want to hear about the right now, the here and now. They don't want to talk about pie in the sky. They want to talk about a pie right here on their dinner table. They're concerned about right now. That's why I guess one liberal preacher called his church the church of right now. The devil is alive. The prosperity gospel. All about what we're doing right now, what we want right now, what we need right now. Why would I need heaven if I got, I'm creating heaven right here. I'm, and I'm not worried about hell, but you should be. Concerning that glorious place, for one thing, isms and schisms and false cults have increased to confuse the mind uh, and the hearts of people and uh, many people have been blown away by the false winds of doctrine. Their minds are gone. One of the reasons why the church couldn't hold up under the plague is because they, uh, their stamina was taken away. They didn't have any strength. They didn't have any might. They didn't even know the Lord because of the false preaching over the past 50 or 60 years of the uh, demonic prosperity gospel foolishness propagated on so-called tele Christian television. You said, do you watch TBN and Daystar? Nope, I don't. I'd rather watch the news than to watch that. And I don't like that too much, that much. 
I don't let people control my mind. I, I control uh, what I think about and, and, and so forth. I don't get lost in, in TV land and certainly not so-called Christian TV land. That's the worst kind. You'd be better off not paying attention to that. Then there has been a great decrease in preaching about death. Hell. Heaven. These things are not preached on anymore as they used to be. And judgment to come. Why? Because liberalism and worldliness and the so-called uh, social gospel modernism as they call it in theological circles and worldliness have discouraged the flabby soft living hirelings of the pulpit that we have today from preaching about death and what follows death but you cannot dismiss hell without dismissing heaven you cannot ignore or evade the fate of the unrepentant sinner who has not trusted Christ as Savior and teach the Saints the glories that await the redeemed of God it doesn't work that way the so-called social gospel lays stress upon this life not on the next and uh, uh, there are some things that need to be dealt with as Christians in this life. But our focus ought to remain on God, Jesus, and heaven above. The Bible even talks about how that we ought to think on things above and not things below. We ought to be loving towards people and help people where we can as some people are showing down in Florida even tonight. But uh, we need to make sure we keep our hearts and minds stayed on the Lord and keep our hearts and minds in perfect peace. In many quarters it is now regarded as very old-fashioned and passe to urge people to prepare to meet their God and what a crime that is for pastors and preachers not to tell people in front of them <clears throat> and over the airwaves to prepare to meet their God People prepare for tests, people prepare for um, a car accident, a hospital stay, and they even prepare for their family through life insurance. They know they're going to die, and they will be more concerned about that than preparing their eternal soul to make sure your soul is going to heaven, that you're going to heaven and not to hell. 
There are many good men who have provided a million dollars worth of life insurance and made sure that the house is paid for when he dies and his work is behind off to make sure he can meet that premium so that his wife and children can benefit from his death. But has never cared for his own soul and nor has he cared for the souls of his family members and they're all lost and going to hell. They never got their eternal life insurance policy. And my dear friend, you need to make sure you have your life insurance policy squared away. <clears throat> Above all other insurance policies. Make sure you get your free insurance policy that you don't have to pay a premium. You don't have to pay a monthly fee of $9.99 or more than that. Do you know there are people who pay over $1,000 a month for what may happen and oftentimes it doesn't. Car insurance. If it's a new car, full coverage. May never have an accident. But they, they have to pay $200, $300 a month. Above the cost of the car. To insure that man's car, Bubba's car. Because it's not yours. House insurance, plus the taxes, okay, a taxes above the insurance, and if you don't pay the taxes, you will not have a house. If you don't keep insurance on the house, you won't, you will not have a house because it's not yours. It's the banks, and it needs to be protected. Health insurance, normally not used. Sometimes abused. Uh, life insurance. That's a lot of money. For, and there are many people who pay over $1,000 or plus or more. Business insurance. Flood insurance, but they don't have eternal life insurance. How about you, dear friend? Are you bound for heaven because you have your eternal life insurance policy that's already paid for in full and signed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? If you don't, get it tonight. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words ever said to mankind. In the history of the world, 
when he said one night, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He was talking about himself. The Son in that verse is him, Jesus Christ. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Probably the next most important verse or words in the history of the world. For he was the forerunner of Christ. He introduced the world to the Son of God. What a position. Behold, that's the word he used, behold the Lamb of God. I give you the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who has come to take away the sin of the world. And all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, and then you can go to heaven. and be with God and Jesus Christ, the angels and the saints. He is the second Adam. And if you believe in him, you will not go to hell and spend eternity. And when Jesus Christ said these most important words, he did not say anything about church membership he made it very clear. Now, we have many preachers and pastors who will talk to you about church membership and getting baptized and all of that, but Jesus never did. Get saved first, and then you can do these other good things. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and for the sins of the world. He died, was buried, because he truly died and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. And now he sits at the right hand of God, ready and willing to receive you. ready and willing to save you. Forget about church activity. Forget about getting baptized. Forget about church membership. Forget about giving money to the church. Forget about doing work in the church and helping old ladies across the street. All of that is good and dandy, but that will not save your soul. There are many religious people sitting on church pews who have died and gone to hell because church membership can't save you. Only faith in Christ will save you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. This message may be for you. No doubt it is. And so dear friend, 
I'm getting ready to pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. If you want to get saved. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled and died on the cross. For you and for your sins. Holy Father God. I realize and I admit that I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. Repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake. Please have mercy and grace upon me. Please forgive me of all of my sins. That I have committed against you. As I now believe with all of my heart. In your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, with all of your heart that he died for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God and you called on his name in prayer and asked him to save you in sincerity then according to the Bible the words I just quoted to you from the Bible the Word of God you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven So may I say to you, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day when you die, instead of going to hell, you will go to heaven. To help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to Gospel Light Society dot com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said I am the door well then if you believed in him you just went through the door and that little book will help guide you based upon uh, the words from the Bible on what you need to do next to grow into the Christian disciple that God wants you to be <clears throat> Pardon me. Also, uh, email us at whatever email is on your platform, or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. 
and uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. Send in a prayer request. Get free, free material from us. Ask questions, whatever you need to do. And we will pray for you until 